Good evening. I'd love to go to like a funeral or a wedding where the organist is just fucking rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want Gwillem on the organ. <laughs> he's got a cochlear implant, so he's got no perception of how loud is too loud. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 31 of You Can Convince You I Am Luke. I'm Harry. Yes, you are. Question for you. Go on. Do you believe in Calgon? Yeah, you know the washing machines last long. Yeah. Do, do you believe in it? Washing machines last longer with Calgon. Washing machines last longer with Calgon. Do I believe in it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Because they can't say that. If, it, if washing machines don't... I suppose there's no um, proof. Proof. Well... Well, the thing is... Do you believe in it? No. No. You don't believe in it. A little fucking tablet's so powerful that it can just unblock anything. It's weird that you don't believe in that, but you believe in God. Weird that. Hey? (laughs) Where have you had this information from? You believe there's a higher being. An entity. Yeah. But a tablet that makes your washing machine last a week longer. No, you can fuck (laughs) off. I want to speak to somebody in charge. I am the one in charge. Somebody in charge of you. Um, Somebody has to be in charge of, of you. you. Uh, but yeah, I, d- I don't buy it. I just don't buy that Calgon can solve all the problems of disposing of waste. But speaking of disposing of waste, right, that brings me quite neatly onto body disposal. So I'm thinking, when I have my eventual breakdown, or... Vice versa, if you crack first, I mean, you'll probably burst, won't you, rather than crack. Let <laughs> me get through this. So, when my eventual breakdown happens, let's just hypothetically assume there's going to be a rampage, or at least a killing. 
Now, what is the best method for disposing of the body? Now, some people, I'd say, if you were very confident... Chuck it in the canal. Well, some people, if you're very confident, they would just say, just put it in the bin. What? Just put the whole body in the bin, put a bin bag on top of it. But then again, if you're going to do the whole chop it into bits and put it in the bin week by week, Mm. there's going to be a lot of smell there, isn't there? Tell you what I'd do. Go on. Oh, by the way, Mm. if you put a bin bag in your bin and you suffer badly with maggots, put a brick on the lid, solves it. So, you've got a body. Chop it up. Yep. Into seven bits. Right? Put each one in the bin bag. Seven bits. You're talking at least the size of a whole gammon per piece, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Put it in the, in the bin bag. Yeah. And go around to each one of the neighbours and put it in their bin. Yeah, I suppose. And then, wait. See, I've been thinking about this. I mean, hypothetically thinking about this. Um, <laughs> silage in the farm. Yeah. Spreading shit on the fields. Yeah. We've got that, like, uh, twisty thing that you put all the shit in and it spreads it on the field. I'm thinking, you put it through that. You're never going to know, are you? Or the incinerator in the fan. Incinerator. That's, yeah. Uh, well, first, I think, put them in the crush. The thing that holds the cows still when you've got a... <laughs> But just take the latch off so that it means it just... Jesus, can you do that? Yeah, oh, yeah. So you can just crush a cow accidentally. Farm, yeah, farms are the second most dangerous job in the world. Next to fishing. I think it is, isn't it? Trawlerman. Trawlerman. So, yeah, I was thinking... Canal's a bit obvious, isn't it? I think if you're going to dump a body, it's going to be in the canal. For me, anyway. Personally, I want to. I want the body. I'll to chuck be, anything. The body in there. will be found, and I want a kid prodding it with a stick. Mummy, mummy, what is it, Tabitha? Tabitha. <laughs> mummy, mummy, I feel I find it feels like the body of a deceased. Oh, Tabitha, leave it alone. It's disgusting. Um, it's probably Welsh. Uh, I think I'd definitely go for the farm. I reckon there's plenty of opportunity to hide a body there. Or uh, dispose of. Or if Calgon's so fucking good, just cover him in that. Turn to dust. Washing machines live longer with Calgon. Hey Siri, do washing machines last longer with Calgon? One moment. Oh. She's putting one in now. Wait. Still on it. No. <laughs> something went wrong. Oh, something went wrong. We'll never well, know. Apparently, mm. there's a washing machine that broke in the farm a while ago. Mm. And the bloke said, um, what's wrong with it? It's just blocked. Like, just one drain or anything like that. So Bob said... I've I've used Calgon, I've used Calgon. He said, you don't want to bother with that shit. It's just bleach. So he told me, ma'am, this, that Calgon's just bleach. And the bloke said, well, what you want to do is put it, don't don't bother with Calgon. He said, just get get a little dish like that, fill it full of bleach and put it in the washer on a long cycle, salt it straight out. So my ma'am's tried that. Her washing machine smells lovely. Hmm. So top tip for everybody, put it on an hour cycle, 
fourteen hundred spin. Hmm. Little thing of bleach in the in the in the drum with the clothes out. With the clothes out, yeah. Don't bleach your clothes or your children or pets. And then, yeah, sorted. To unlock the quiz, mm-hmm. I've got. Have you sh- done the quiz? No. Yeah. To unlock the quiz. To unlock the quiz, I thought I'd introduce a new segment for you. Okay? This could last a while, because I I think every week we could see if we can beat it. So I'm going to give you this ball. Take the ball. Okay, have that. Okay. I want you to give it a good throw, see how far you can get it. Go on, throw it. Three, two, one... Throw. Oh, that was shit. Pick the ball up. No. Pick the ball up. Right, give it a proper good throw now. See how far we can get it. Fucking hell. (laughs) Still going. Jesus. Oh, I still got it. Oh fucking it! Oh, <laughs> give it, give it a good throw. Gone. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Oh. Good throw. Good throw. We'll measure that and we'll see. Uh... Oh, three meters. Fuck it, it's rolled back. Uh, right, quiz. Uh, what kind of quiz do you want? Knock, knock. Jokes. There's washing machines left long. Cal gone. Knock, knock. Who's there? Alexander Keith. Alexander Keith who? Alexander Keith could be. Could you be more specific? I don't know. Knock, knock. Who's there? Barnett Newman. <laughs> Are you typing it on? No. Knock knock. Who's there? Terry Jones. Monty Python. Yeah. yeah. You got one. This, these aren't knock knock jokes. These are just people's names. Yeah, I know. So, since my episode's called Knock Knock, I thought I'd do a quiz on knock knock things. Have you Knockers. Ever... So I want you. Am I on the docks? It's not what? Am I looking for it on the is it on the docks? I haven't done a quiz. Oh. Well, I did the last week. And well, I forgot. So Right. Should we just abandon the quiz and just no. move on? Oh. Alright. <laughs> Tell you what we've never done. Good episode. Are you familiar with Beano? Yeah. Well, they've done the Ultimate Doctor Who quiz. We have done the Ultimate Doctor Who quiz. How many... A- oh, these are all shit, and it's out of date. Where does the Doctor's companion, Clara Oswald, come from? Earth. Where? I don't know. Oh, they're all like... I don't know what to do with the quiz. That, that'll do. There you go. <laughs>
Okay, should we start a, a thoughtopsy on these two stories? Your turn first. Should we do my story first? Yeah, it is your turn to go first. My episode was Knock Knockers. Knock Knock. Who's that? Season 10, oh. episode 4. I bet that joke was made all the time on set. <laughs> bet it was Stephen Moffat as well. <laughs> Fuck off, Stephen. He didn't, he didn't write it. Yeah, but he was there. <laughs> yeah, but I was there. I, I was there. Season 10, episode 4. Yeah, 6th of May 2017 was the air date for this one particular episode. The writer was Mike, director was Bill, producer was Nicky, we like Nicky, and the music was done by he who turns wine into water. <laughs> Fucks eagles up Everest. Mama, mama, Make showrunners his bitch. Murray. Murray Gold. Uh, it's only one episode long. As opposed to yours, which is seven. Correct. Synopsis. Bill and their friends rent an old house to live in, but the floorboards on the walls are creaking, and there's a creepy landlord lurking around. Can the Twelfth Doctor save the day as creatures come crawling out of the wood? Can he? Yeah. Oh. Act. Oh, wait. Hang on. (laughs) Thoughts? I thought it was all right. No, you didn't. I did? No, you didn't. Oh, <laughs> you didn't. <I> know. <laughs> you didn't. And I thought it was all right. Why? I just thought it was good. Was it? Yeah. Fucking hell. It's a thing in the wall. Um, I thought it was good. I Why? just thought, I just thought it was good. I liked the idea of the story. I like the makeup. Prepare I think it's like every Doctor episode. I think Suchet was excellent. Suchet. David Suchet. Oh, the actor. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, actor. I think that is his name. Let me just double check. Hercule Poirot. Is it a working title? It's probably one of the worst working titles I've ever heard of. It was called... The Haunted Hub. How do you know? Because I've done my research. (laughs) But it's my job to do the research. Yeah. Why are you doing the research? Because I look up your story as well. Why? So I'm clued in. So I'm not like that. I'm the one who clues you in because it's my story. What's the point of telling you anything now? Because you'd be like, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, I know. I just want to look at what his name is. Do you know about the relation to Blink? No. Same house. Is it? Yeah. It's been used loads, though. And there's a quote in Blink that's reused in this. Oh. To describe the house. A mess. A Scooby-Doo house. Oh, right. Yeah, it is a Scooby-Doo house. I thought it was alright. It, this is season 10 of Doc Day. It's just nothing. I, I thought it was good. Alright. I don't know why. I, I feel like this towards season 10. I would say. Scepter does nothing for me. I'd kill off. Bill. No, I like Bill. No, I don't. Oh, 41 minutes, I switched it off. Because he was there. And I knew he was just going to be moaning about the. Vault. The vault. The vault. So I switched it off for 41 minutes. Nothing was going to happen. He was just going to say, oh, you can't go in the vault. The doctor was going to talk to the vault. He went in the vault. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (sighs) I don't like season 10. I think it's shit. I just... Anyway, yeah, but the, the, the students, I couldn't bear. They're just terrible. I can't be trapped. I can't be trapped. I can't be trapped. 
I, uh, I don't like this story. Really? Was it all right? I just don't like season ten. I can't it's all th- like this. The one before this is called Smile. Oh, with the robots. Awful. It's not awful. I can't remember. All of it's it, just it? tame and shite. <laughs> Nothing happens. Nothing has any consequences. No one can be asked doing it. Well, there you go. The writing is. It's half arsed. Good idea, somewhat. It's never fulfilled. It's all right. Ah, let's do it. Shove it on. If you wrote this, oh, sorry, I guess. It is what it is. It is what it is. Do you want to add one? <laughs> Some students and Bill are looking for a place to live and just come out of Cavendish thinking all is lost. The mysterious landlord waits outside and says, move into my place. One of them do that night and they mess around. What? They just mess around. Just one mess of around. them do... One of them, oh, does they do? One of them does that night move in. They all move in. No. Yeah. One of the kids moves in a night early because he's oh, getting right. kicked out of his accommodation. Oh, okay. And he gets fucked by those bugs. What? <laughs> 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 so he's he's the one before the credits. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ah! killed. With that dreadful record-stopping sound. That stock sound of it. What's the music that was on repeat the whole way through? I don't know. Not Little Mix. Oh, it was when there. Oh, God. I don't know, really. You don't know. The kid dies in his room. The doc comes to pick up Bill's stuff the next day, and Bill puts in her postcode in the TARDIS. Mm. What do you think of that one? I thought it was funny. Do you, you like that one, did yeah. you? Are you just in a good mood this week? Yeah, probably. Are we talking about the music when Pavel gets... Pavel. <laughs> Pavel. When Pavel. You just hear it when... The violin thing. It's a, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's, it's vinyl. Yeah, it's Bach. On repeat. Or yeah, yeah. Right. It's Bach. What it's, does that mean? It's a composer. Composer. It's a composer. It's a sonata of some description. <laughs> some Which, not it could be sonata number one, if I'm correct in thinking, but it could be number two. At the house, the doc looks up at the CGI tower up top and requires, no, and inquires about how mysterious it is. What do you think of the CGI tower? I didn't even notice it was CGI. Really? Yeah. It's very obvious. Is it? Oh, yeah. The rest of the house is static and the towers just wobbling. Is it? It's like the house is in HD and the towers in SD. Nice. Weird. This is in uh, 3D sound as well, isn't it? I don't know. This episode, yeah. Immersive sound, sorry. Yeah. Well, you've done the research, so it's a good thing. Well, no, I haven't. It says it before the episode starts. Does it? Yeah. Why? You can watch this in immersive sound. And then there's and a what? stupid thing of like putting your headphones on on iPlayer. I don't watch my iPlayer. I've got the DVD. Blu-ray. I've got the Blu-ray. Uh, Keep going. Uh, Capaldi sucks in this. I think he's good in this. This is one of my favourite Capaldi performances we've seen. He's acting like he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to hang around with Bill. The last, it's like Bill's getting in his way to have fun. It feels like, like he wants to help these this alien out, and Bill's just there doing 
fuck all. Well, I think she doesn't if, do I anything. think this one feels like Capaldi's getting to sort of do what he wanted to do to start off with. Yeah, and Bill's in the way constantly. You can't do anything because he has to save Bill, be there for Bill, comfort Bill. Come on, Bill, 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 Bill. Come on, Bill. I just hate Capaldi with Bill. I think Bill's crap. Capaldi. I, I think Capaldi's. So uh, no, I think uh, I think Bill's great. Good for you. I she do. Absolutely, should be a side character, and not a companion. She does not see being a companion. There's not enough of there. There's no depth. It's just Bill. She's a student. There you are. The doc meets the other kids, and uh, one of the first things the kids say to him is, uh, "Oh, Doctor Legend, Harry." That's him. Yeah. Awful. Isn't he bad? Awful. They're all shy. Yeah, they're all terrible. They except uh, there's no I don't know how to say this. Is it the woman? Shireen? Sherry. Is it? I think so. Uh Mandeep Dillon. I I've seen her in something and I don't know what oh, it's it is. Sheree. It's Sheree, I think. Sure, yeah. yeah. I've seen her in something and I have no yeah, idea same. what it is. Neither do I. No idea. No idea. She's alright in that other thing, though. Uh, I'm gonna she's alright in this as well. Yeah, I think she's alright. She was instantly recognisable. I was like, oh god, oh. it's you out of that thing that I don't know what it is. <laughs> Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Afterlife. Is this Mandy? Yeah, Live Another Day. Is she in Red Dwarf? Oh, yeah, she is in Star Wars as well, isn't she? I don't watch Star Wars, so I don't know why I'm pretending that I know. Oh, yeah. I reckon she's in the Clone Wars, is she? Oh, yeah. Is she in the Clone Wars? Not Clone Wars, the Rebel... Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I don't know. She is in Red Dwarf. Then he leaves. <laughs> the Doctor leaves. Bill has a bad hair day. Bill and the Scottish lad head upstairs as the camera wobbles. Do you see that? As they go, She goes up to her room for the first time, and the camera is like... Is at a high angle looking down on the yeah. stairs and they're coming up and ju- yeah just as they get to like the bottom wrong bottom step oh my god it wobbles yeah. uh, Bill when her, when she's in a room Bill looks out uh, out a window at the CGI tower it's proper CGI now uh, we find out Bill's mum is a picture frame <laughs> she said look at this mum look it's not your iPad Bill <laughs> Anyway, um, and then the walls start violently creeping, creaking. She's very happy in that scene, Bill, as well. She's really happy on her own. Well, why is she really happy on her own? She talks. I mean, to I'd rather be on my own right now, but. <sighs> Can't all have what we want, can we? We found out, no, that night a CGI storm looms over the CGI house. The kids hear something in the kitchen, and it turns out to be the doctor. Oh, good grief! The music is on steroids at this point. Joe, when they're going, going into the kitchen. Oh. oh. <laughs> You've got no central heating. That's it. I thought he was funny in this. He is, but I just wish he was on on his own. I hate Bill. And her friends. 
How can how can you like Bill? What is it about her? I just think she's good. From... I mean, oh, I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I didn't put the pudding. Um, I just I just think a big the... reason why I couldn't finish season ten. I just think the actress is great. I don't care about the actress or the character. Oh, character shit. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't stand this character. Well, all right. Uh, well, this f- she just seems so numb. Oh, everything about it is unrealistic. Incredibly happy. It's annoying. Is she incredibly happy? Oh yeah. Oh, and then I don't think has she got any growth. Does she grow at all? Does she grow? As oh a yeah, she. She does. Um. Yeah. She does. Sort of. Yeah. What? How? Just, oh, you'd like to watch it, wouldn't you? I'm not filling you in. Oh, fucking hell. I'd like to thank the family for attending the chapel this evening. I can't remember what the vicar's name was that was in Rose. I think it was Mr. Thomas. I'd like to thank... Be Father Thomas. No. Not Catholic. Are you Christian? Oh, I'm christened. Or christened, right, without the T on the end. Baptised. I was, yeah. I was baptised. First Holy Communion. Did all the water boil when they put you in it? Jesus Christ! I there's any water in there when, when they put you in the bowl. Me, the crucifix! <laughs> get a bigger bowl, they said. This one's a rough one. We might have to do this in the lake. <laughs> do it in the bath. Mavis, it's a big one. Phone die and see if we can use the reservoir. <laughs> can I carry on? You can. It's a big one, this one. <laughs> There's no way a bloody stork brought this one. If it is, his neck's broke. <laughs> it's the size of a baby elephant, this one. The size of his nose. <laughs> it's huge. The landlord specifies that the CGI tower is excluded from their CGI agreement. The doc asks that the landlord, who the prime minister is, what? The, do- the doc asks the <laughs> landlord who he thinks the prime minister is at this present time, and he's lost for words. Landlord. A bit. I don't know why. Why would? Because he's just a shut in. Think so. Mm. He goes out the door and disappears. The scratching noise is heard in the walls again, but they ignore it and listen to Little Mix. Nice. The dock leaves. As you would, I think. Yeah. I'm out. I'll see you later. You don't like Little Mix, do you? No. Enough said. Act. Well, what do you think, the, what do you think of all the setup then? Uh, pretty good. It's all right. Isn't it? I, I hate the house hunting. It's only on there for a minute. I know, but it's just annoying. Um, I think David Suchet mm. mm. is brilliant. Like, absolutely brilliant. Why can't we have more of him? Um, do you know what? I might shock you here. I think he would make an excellent master. Doctor. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Baby. <laughs> Baby. Is that the master klaxon? He's a bit small to be the master, though, isn't he? Yeah, but he's got that cold... He, <laughs> do... <laughs> he does that... <laughs> he does that evil thing of sort of, you know, when they're there and then... <laughs> I am the master and you will obey me. Um, he does that... Um... The thing that villains don't seem to be able to do now, which is just the calm, the the calm, <laughs> calculated look, not of a killer, over and over, overimposed. Exactly, not overacted. He's um Michelle, I mean, <laughs> he's collected. He... Uh, he knows what he wants. Exactly, and what he wants. He knows what he wants, and he gets what he needs. What? Uh, whereas, we're usually used to villains like the master. The master. Yeah, when they make it a John Sim. Okay, now where are we? Still going. There you go. John Sim. John Sim. If John Sim had a theme tune, what would it be? Oh. That's a bit complimentary, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you want to give him. Dog. Wang. Wang. <laughs> I thought you said you wouldn't be tired. Huh? You getting? You need to go to bed. I thought the setup was interesting. Yeah. It was all right. I th- yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, to be fair. Nice murder mystery in the house. Mm. No murder, though. No. There is murder, yeah, yeah. Huh? It's just, um, it just goes downhill quite quick. I think it's great. Act two. The Scottish guy tries to go for Bill, and he ends up getting shut down hard. Remember? I don't know the Scottish guy is, what his name is, going to be asked. Oh, Paul. Is it Paul? Or is it Paul? Is it, I, I, I think I like your ass, Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> I think your father actually uh, play for the other team. Oh, oh, hi. Of course you do. Haha, <laughs> don't notice, even though we're friends. How's that? How's that work? All the other people. Everybody in, else knows Paul. Everyone in that friend group is always batting for the other I team. I suppose I was looking at the ass too long to work out which team she was playing for. What? What? <laughs> what are you going on about, Paul? Go to your room. <laughs> and he does. The creaking and scratching comes back. They decide to go to bed and the lightning seems to be two metres away from the, from the window. Do you remember that? When Paul goes into his room, what's that? It's Paul. What's he doing? Having a fag. Hey. I do, do apologise, Lassie. I'm just going to go into my room. Feel free to follow me in. I've got my own Lambretta scooter. Would you like to have a ride? Oh, thank you, Paul. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I'm all right, thanks, Paul. <laughs> Oh, what, folks, Paul? Thanks, Paul. Oh, what, folks, Paul? Should I get in your bed? Get in your bedroom, Paul. God, what are you even saying? 
Right, Paul? <laughs> Paul gets absolutely, absolutely <laughs> shredded in his room from the sound of it. He <laughs> yells. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any chance anybody could come and give us a hand? <laughs> Dull, Why did he do that? Don't start. What? I just imagine that it would be sort of a Billy Connolly voice for Paul as he's getting murdered. Doors start slamming on their own, and Bill and the girl fuck off. Oh, Doc and the other two kids—they have a fuck off. <laughs> they have a fuck off. The Doc and the other two kids uh, look at the door entrance to the tower, and it won't open. Hmm. Oh fuck! <laughs> Suddenly, all the windows and doors close around the house. And... Suddenly, all the windows and doors close around the house, and the girl is locked outside. Then she's eaten out by some twigs. I can't be trapped. I can't be trapped. I can't be trapped. I can't be trapped. Dead. <laughs> the doc and the guy are stuck inside and split from Bill and the other girl. Bill comes across Pavel. He was stuck in the wall with a really cool effect. Yeah, so it was, it was all That's right. That's the kid at the beginning, the Pavel. Pavel. Horrible, isn't it? Mm. I like that. I'm just, fucking was, stuck in the wall. I'm stuck in the wall. Please. If this was um, Russell C- T. Davis's era, that the house would make a burp somewhere. Yeah, and it would no go doubt as he went got sucked into the wall. Yes, like it's everything's made out of uh, yeah goo. Yeah, Act three. Pavel gets eaten fully by the wall and is preserved in the walls. Walls. The landlord whacks a yeah. prong on yes. the on the wall, which he did before, and it, this seems to activate something. Tuning fork. Tuning fork. Right. Um, Bill and the girl run to the entrance of the tower, and the door opens this time. Uh, they go up as the doc and the boy touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in there where they're touching something. Um, oh, and they're looking at the the deed or whatever it is. They're looking at like the well, old well. Aye. A bug crawls out the wall, and the and the doc chases it. A bug, a bug, a bug, and then uh, all the other bugs come out the wall. And terrible effect. Uh, it's this crap monster. When it's all right, when it's not? on its own. Why it's all is right. it bugs? Couldn't it not have been something really cool? I don't know. Us leave it as the house. The mm. house is haunted. The house is haunted. They are. They're only there to you. Bugs. Bugs. Just a bit of shit. Stephen, I got an idea. I think I feel. I feel. I feel. I, feel, I, feel, I think I feel underwhelmed. Do you? Yeah, because the monster's crap. I feel like I've seen it so many times now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bugs. <coughs> they look alright, do they? When they're on their own, they look alright, but when oh, yeah. there's a load of them, they look terrible. 
Like when they engulf people, it looks awful. Mm-hmm. Awful. Look like raisins. Raisins. Engulf by raisins. Do you want to open your mouth to say that? <laughs> engulf by raisins. I'll do what I like. <laughs> they go up at... A bug crawls out the wall, and as the doc chases it, hundreds more come out, but the doc is locked in the room with them. They go inside a lift and escape. Very. A dumb waiter. A lift. It's not a lift. It's a lift. It's enough to fit two people in there standing up. It's a lift. It's a lift. I'm surprised you didn't say elevator. I did have typed in elevator. Elevator. But you knew. Yeah, because I knew you'd be like. Who are you? Bill and the girl reach the tower and nose around. There's a painting of a woman up there. A woman. The doc comes across boxes of personal items of similar con with similar contracts to the ones the kids signed. Ew. How queer. Ooh. At this point I was bored out of my mind. Have we seen uh, Eliza yet? No, not yet. Not yet. It's in the next scene. Oh, it's just at this point I'm like he gives, he gives a shit uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so dull because there isn't much the characters aren't talking to each other they are but they're not really they're talking at they're, each other yeah they're having their own conversations yeah the dialogue's so sloppy <laughs> <laughs> they're just spitting out shit at each other yeah just spiralling out of control Absolutely spiralling. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what makes it really dull and not loud. You read... Uh, I don't know. Me reading. <laughs> Luke's going to pitch this one. <laughs> I've got an idea. You know, talk about that. I've got... I've, I've got, got an, an idea. I've got an idea for a story. You want to hear it? Oh, God. Seven episodes. <laughs> See my notes. No. How many pages? Who gives a shit? Eight. How can you even write that much about <laughs> that episode? And it comes to think of it as well, this episode sort of sorts itself. Shit. Sorry. This episode sort of sorts itself out. Yeah. yeah There's the, no big impact. This doctor doesn't even have much import. What, no. does, what does he do? Nothing really. I, well, I suppose. Because Bill went up there anyway. The doctor was late to that. Yeah. Uh, I suppose he just asked a question, didn't he? He just popped the question. Yeah. Hang on. What's going on here? Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Did he actually do anything? What's going on here, then? And if he's not doing anything, Bill's not doing anything. Who is doing anything? No, no one really. We're just watching a story unfold. That's not that great. And done in a boring way. I thought it was good. It's revealed this house has been eating people for over 20 years. Good grief. The landlord crops back up and admits to the deeds. <coughs> Bit of sick came up then. Oh, Christ. Just swallow oh. it back. Just what you want to wash a bit of bile down with. A bit of Red Bull. <laughs> bit of bile. Wash it down with what brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> they were consumed by the house. The dog. What? 
can, can we do this? Yeah, or, keep going. The landlord crops back up and admits to his to his deeds. They were consumed by the house. The doc asked why he did it. Apparently his daughter was dying and the bugs protected her and allowed her to survive. The kid with the doc gets eaten by the bugs. 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 I love bugs. So this guy <coughs> kills kids to save his daughter, as far as we know. Yeah. I mean, I get it. 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 I'm not stupid. Uh, then the dogs... No. Then the bugs... Dogs. Then the bugs go for the dog. <laughs> Bill and Sherry... No, Sherry. Bill and Sherry meet Eliza, the daughter of the landlord, who's made of wood and has a bug on her head. <laughs> right. Uh, you got something... <laughs> This is where Cherie says, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Nice. Cherie gets eaten out by the bugs. Bill isn't arsed at all that all her friends are dead, but just crack some jokes. She's not arsed at all. No. Why not? I hate this. Because I don't give any fucks now, but I definitely don't give a fuck now. What? I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Oh, I didn't give a fuck up to this point. Yeah. Apart from the setup, I was looking forward to that. <clears throat> nah, I'm out. Boring. All her friends are dead. Oh no, they bring back... Um... She didn't know that at that point. Oh, right, okay. And she watched two. She watched... She heard someone she was just talking to get mauled to death. Yeah. She saw her best mate get eaten alive. Yeah. And she saw um, the guy who moved in first, like stuck in a wall, then get consumed yeah. by the wall. At last. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, it's just the way it is, isn't it? So will be. We will be. Okay, Sarah. I can't be arsed with Bill. Well, each to their own. She doesn't even look. She's, she looks like she just missed a bus. She doesn't look like all her friends just died. Oh, oh. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dearie me. Well, if you imagine Martha in that situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, she'd be crying around herself. Imagine Donna in that one. What? No, I get, I get, even Martha's really... I like Donna's emotional scenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's proper emotional. I believe her. But Donna's not in this. It's Bill. Yeah. Um, now, you haven't said much of an opinion about this. I just think it's good. I like Eliza. But again, I feel like I've seen this monster before. Have you? Well, I mean, wood people. We've had wood people uh, in Matt Smith's era. Oh, right. Uh, it's a Christmas special, I think. Uh, I quite like that one as well. It's where... um. It is a Christmas special. It's where the kids crawl inside a Christmas present and you turn up into in like the middle of nowhere on a diff- different planet when it's all snowy and stuff. Mm. You've got tree people there. And we've got three people in uh, Christopher Eccleston's. Ah, we got three people in Christopher Eccleston. Three, pe- three people in Christopher Eccleston's run. You got the uh, the woman who kills herself, saves <coughs> the doctor, going through the fans. I think it's the second episode of New Who. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Maybe that's where they spawned. Who mm. Probably not. <coughs> Sorry. Fuck. Turns out the landlord found some bugs and showed them to his sick daughter. She was ill, not like... She's good. 
They find out the turning fork. No. They find out the tuning fork activates the bugs or high-pitched sounds activate the bugs. And they revitalise the daughter. Mm. She was preserved 70 years ago, so that can't make her the landlord's daughter. No way. Turns out the landlord is her son. Right. Now, when we get that reveal, what's the actor's name? David Suchet. What a performance, there. He's great. He's great. He is great. A little tears coming up in his eye. He's a bastard, though. He is a prick. Yeah. <clears throat> so we get that lovely scene, and he asks for forgiveness. <clears throat> yep. Um, the landlord goes on. What? Oh, yeah, the landlord loses shit now. So, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Charlie. I killed all these kids for you, you ungrateful uh, little bitch. <laughs> you ungrateful little swine. Swine. All this time the Doc and Bill are just standing there. Gorping. And then I think the landlord even asked him, like, You do the same, would you? Huh? Oh, I'll take your silence as a, as a acknowledgement of yes. What? <laughs> no. So the landlord calls for the bugs. Yeah. I think to get rid of the the, the dock and bill. Um, but Eliza calls the bugs off and instead the bugs consume them. These are my bugs. Here go. These are my bugs. I'll piss on you. Right? Um, before she goes though, before they get eaten by the bugs, I don't really know. There's not like an arc there really. Did We only know that well, we He's don't really. Yeah. Her son, but we don't know if she forgives him. We don't know if he. I mean, is still proud of what he did to try and save his mom. What's wrong with her? And why? Where, how did the bugs Maybe get that? Uh, Imodium. Mm. Why? I don't get where it. Where did the bugs go? Where did they, they come go? from? I know they're where space did they bugs. Go? What? <laughs> There's a lot of unanswered questions. And we got all that build up for nothing. This is that that's it then, is it? Yeah. And then he just turns up at the vault. The doctor just is at the vault. Okay. All the friends that's are. That's why I switched it off. We only get a scene of um what's her fucking name? Uh <laughs> Cherie. Yeah. We already see her coming back. Her fucking name. All the rest are just outside gawking at the house. There it goes. Oh, it's gonna take a fucking big claim this one, isn't it? Where does, thing. where does Bill live after that? What happens to her friends? We never see them again. Doesn't matter. It's so inconsequential. A lot matter. of season ten is like this. Doesn't that's matter. why I hate it. Uh and that's it. There's not any memorable moments in this. I forgot I watched it. And that was today. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I ain't got much more to say about this one. Oh, it's shite. I thought it was great. No, you didn't. I did. Why? I just enjoyed it. You just enjoyed I it. I just enjoyed it. I like the performances of all of the actors. No, you, no, you don't. You said you didn't. The actors. Yeah. Oh, they're not actors. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's comical. Um, it's dry wit. Um, David Suchet is amazing. I think he should be a master. 
Carpenter. Um, I like Bill. I like the Why? Doctor. Why do you like Bill? I think I like them because it's just not shit. It's not shit. It's just. I think it's just that there's, David Tennant's not in it. Or Matt Smith. Right. So it's just an automatic tick. <laughs> oh, fair play. You've tried. You gave him the boot. Uh, well, when you've seen this episode, you could skip this episode and you'd have no idea you missed anything. Oh, yeah. It, it's a standalone story that you don't miss. If not a lot happens, it doesn't affect the characters in the slightest. Besides... No, I don't know. I don't know. No. What a waste of time. <clears throat> I think it's a waste of time. Well, but it's all... I'd give it an amber. Do you know what? No, I'll give it a red. Ooh. I was going to go green. Yeah. but Because of what I said. I think I'm going to make it a very faint, faint, faint green. Where amber merges on the line, on the line, on the spectrum, on the spectrum. Is that because of what I said? Um, probably not really. I think it's just right. with time to reflect. Oh, watch it! How many times did you watch it? Three. You should know more than that. Oh, why did you watch it three times when you got nothing to say about it? What do you mean? Why do I watch it yeah. three times? I watch everything loads. Ambassadors of Death, I did the audio book. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right, well, get this one out of the way, because I think that's what the producer said as well. Get it out of the way. Come on, get it going. We need an episode four. I've got a script it. Right. I've got something in my notes. (laughs) Not on his phone. (laughs) Sorry, I typed something over my notes. Wood woman. Wood woman. Wood woman. (laughs) Wood woman. Bug. Go on, then. House. Crack on. Poirot. <laughs> I like your necky, but... <clears throat> <laughs> this one's a doozy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a red. And you're going amber. I'm going to get... Well, was... It's amber. It's green. It's amber. All right, it's amber. It's a faint green, so it's amber. Faint green. Faint amber green. Faint greeny amber. Right. Can we move on from my one now? Go on, then. I think that was a waste of time. <laughs> So, get ready for nine pages of this. So, my story this week is The Ambassadors of Death. From season seven, Mm. serial three, Mm. aired from the 21st of March to the 2nd of May, 1970, written by David Whitaker, written by David Whitaker. Written by David Whittaker and Malcolm Hulk. Is that, is, is that Jodie's brother? Son. Directed by Michael Ferguson. Produced by Barry Letts. Script edited by Terence Dix. And music by Dudley Simpson. Thanks, Dudley. It is seven episodes long. Too long. Would you like a synopsis? Oh. After seven... No. After several astronauts disappear on a mission to Mars... A strange signal is transmitted to Earth, where the Doctor and Unit discover a secret communication has been initiated between the Red Planet 
and a deadly band of conspirators. Thoughts? Um, I got some thoughts. Have you? <laughs> um, it's not one of my favourites. Mm. Why is it seven episodes long? I, d- I don't know. Were they? Did they have a tight budget that that that, that time or? Uh, we've got to make the story no. bigger because we can't make any more stories. They did. They didn't have a tight budget. No. What's the problem then? Just you know, just a big one. It's like uh, should we should we do a second draft of the script or? No, no, no. We'll go with the first draft we have. Yeah. All right then. It is long. <laughs> How long? <laughs> Probably go with about three, four episodes. Right. Yeah. Um, it's very boring. <laughs> it's really boring. Uh, I think it's probably one of the longest feeling episodes I've ever watched of Doctor Who. Really? It's long. And it doesn't seem to end until it does. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? I completely disagree with everything you said. What happens? It's excellent. Right. The last three episodes are all right. I like those. The first four? Ooh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's break down the story. I'm not using the uh, program guide. Okay. So, episode one. Charlie is attempting to dock Recovery 7 with Mars Probe 7. I like the music in that scene. Great. Yeah. They've had no contact for seven months. Okay. And then we have that big... Did he not do anything beforehand? After a week, he should be like, right, we haven't heard from him. Yep, probably. Because the doctor goes up there in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the brigadier is with Ralph Cornish. He was one of the dominators. I don't know if you spotted him. <laughs> he was one of the dominators. <laughs> Davros is a part-time newsreader who gives us a big info dump. Mm. I uh, like that, though. It's probably one of the best news segments I've seen. He's Who. great. Yeah, it's all right. Michael Wisher. I like how it transitions to the TARDIS. Mm. Well, it's not the TARDIS. What is it? It's the co- the TARDIS console. Oh, I'm sorry. It looks like an old man's home. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. The Doctor is in a room with the console. Uh, this is probably... This is probably the only bad scene, I think, that is in this entire thing. Are you sure? Yep. Where the Doctor and Liz do the sort of disappearing... Liz! Doctor! It's here. That's later on, is it? The projector film. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's later on, yeah. Um, Yeah, I hate that. It's horrible. It's like Perch trying to be funny. He's hilarious, but not doing that. I think this is the first appearance of the console for Pertwee as well. It looks like, in that scene, you know, where they're disappearing. Yeah. It's like a... It's like some sort of bit that you see in Butlins. Mm. I mean, you know, there's a but- the show in Butlins. Night show for the kids. Was that me or you? Me, I think. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Sounds like your throat. <laughs> Right, so the console room. The console. Why does it look so 
ugly. It's it's the the console is not in the TARDIS. Where is that? We're not in the TARDIS. It looks like the TARDIS. We're in just a room. But it's the TARDIS. It's not. But it looks exactly the same as the TARDIS. Does it? It looks nothing like the TARDIS. Right. It looks like a TARDIS. Does it? Yeah. Well, fuck off then. Um, the fireplace that's in that room is a real fireplace as well. Okay. Just I'd just I'd let you know. Just let you, know. you know what? I, that makes me change my whole opinion. Green. On the seven part. We then see the recovery rocket linking with Mars Probe 7. Uh, the model works great. It is. I think it's great. Everybody comments on the music on that bit. Yeah. Like they say it's a bit Procol Harum. What's that? A band. What a shade of pale. We skip the life and dangle. Isn't it? I thought it was like classical, wasn't it? It's not classical. It's like uh, elevator music. Yeah, it's Muzak in it sort of thing. But Muzak. I think, I think it works really well. I like it. Very the music in this space odyssey. Well, that's the effect they were going for, darling. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think the music in this is great. It is. I know. Great. Yeah. Uh, it's sleepy, but it's great. Cont. Charlie links. Call me. <laughs> Charlie links with the Mars Probe Seven. No. Yeah. Space Control Recovery 7. Oh. Do you read me? Space Control Recovery 7. Space Control. Uh, anyway, so Charlie links with the Mars probe and it starts to open its hatch. He thinks he hears the astronauts on the other side. He goes through the hatch and a horrible noise nearly deafens everybody. Control then loses contact with Charlie. Gone. The Doctor recognises the sound and decides to go to the space station because he's watching it on the telly. Taltalian then spies his ass with Davros, just as we get Davros. some lovely. Yeah, it's Michael Wisher, isn't it? The news reporter. Is that Davros? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, just as we get some lovely location uh, work of the Doctor nearly hitting the barrier as they drive through the base. Did you see that? Mm. There's as a the, lot of near the, misses. What? A lot of near misses. It's great. The Doctor and Liz arrive on a forklift. See the hydraulic lift that goes. I told you I don't need a path. Uh, and asks to hear the sound again, as in the noise. Uh, as he asks, the sound plays again, and the doctor asks for a place to work to transcribe the message. Where are they at this point? Space control. Why are they allowed in there? Because the doctors with a unit and unit are there. Right, okay. I thought so. Space control. To recovery seven. Do you read? Do you read me? Fucking hell. Space control to recovery seven. Do you read me? <laughs> oh, it's going down. <laughs> it's falling. <laughs> a different sound, sort of, then plays, and it's apparently a reply. But from whom? We don't know yet. They triangulate the location of the reply to an abandoned warehouse where some tashed-up chaps are sending out the signal. 
Unit arrived to some Jethro Tull sort of Dudley Simpson fluty rock. I like that. And then we get a great fight scene. Oh, no, we don't. With the brigadier no, shooting we don't. from the hip. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. The shootouts in this are... Brilliant. Fucking terrible. Why? They're awful. Why? They're not... They're charming, but they're not good. I think they're great. They're not... I like the brigadier fighting at the end. I know exactly what you're talking about. Whoa! <sighs> <sighs> Who fucking punches like that? Me. Awful. It's terrible. And the amount of fighting in this, it's just thrown in there. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like, we haven't had action in a good ten minutes. Chuck it in. Fuck off. The car chasers. Brilliant. They like registration numbers for some reason. Helicopter. Fucking hell. Brilliant. Why are we getting close-ups of registrations? There's loads of it. Great. Zooming on that. There's the car. There's another one. Zooming on that. There's a car. <laughs> and the amount of phone calls. <laughs> but yeah, it's for you. Just keep the phone. What? He's constantly on the phone. Everyone's mm. constantly on the phone. Not Again, not in the last three episodes, though. So let's calm down after that. But the setup to get to a place where you could have said, there's people. Yeah. Yeah. That we need to get. Right. Uh, Pertwee. Great. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Carrington then sets the transmitter thing to self-destruct and escapes. As Cornish tries to contact Recovery 7 again, the Doctor and Liz go to the computer room where Taltalian pulls a gun on them. Shit. A lot of pulling guns on people in this. Well, Doctor. I just shot the one, uh, I know, so I'm skipping ahead, but it's like the fifth episode. Where he points a gun at the doctor's head. Yeah. Ooh, was that the sixth? I don't know. About the sixth. Sixth, yeah. I think. So that's episode one. What did you think of episode one? It was quite nice, to be fair. The shootout was a bit... I thought it was great. I love how no guns have recoil on this. What are they fighting for? Who are they shooting? I didn't get... The heavies. I was scratching my head about that the whole time. Who exactly? I know the Carrington's mob. Yeah, because he's trying to save the world by going against Unit. Sort of. Because Unit will probably want to fondle the aliens instead of just blow them up. Am I right? Come here. Well, sort of. You just you do understand, don't you, Doctor? You do understand. Yes, of course. I just, what, what, well... Whose men are these? Carrington's. Who's Carrington? General Carrington. The one Major. who keeps saying, we need Can- to blow them up with a nuke. We need to fucking... Is it him? Yes. Why unit and him fighting? I don't know. It's a civil war, right? Ooh, the plot thickens. But why? Don't know. Do we know that at this point? No. We, don't, we never see him again. We do at the end. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, no, I mean general throughout. Yeah, no, I mean in who? Yeah, yeah. But why are they fighting in the first place? Well, they're not really. People are dying. Yeah, because the, the unit aren't aware that it's him faffing about with all this. I know, but who do they think they are? 
just bad people. Right. Just baddies. Baddies. Yeah. Kill the baddies. Episode two. I just, I swear they're just thrown in violence for violence sake. Which I is ho- fine. I hope so. It's fine. It's great. It doesn't make much sense. Episode two. Two. Fraught with difficulty was episode two. The Doctor then does a conjuring trip. Tri- no, he doesn't. The Doctor then does a conjuring trick with a tape reel. Taltalian runs away. The Doctor goes to interview Collinson. Stand to attention when you're talking to me, sir. You know that bit? When he's in the it's cell? Great. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Is that episode two? Yeah, episode Jesus two. Jesus Christ, it's long. <laughs> the music again. There's that sort of blues saxophone stuff. It's great. It's great. Uh, Recovery 7 is then Stand being... Stand to attention when you're talking. I call me Fah. <laughs> call me Fah. Sure. Fah. Fa. <laughs> I'll be out of you. Mm. Navy. Mm. Of course, you're Fahs. Recovery 7 is then being guiding... Da- no, it isn't. Recovery 7 is then being guided back down to Earth. Nothing really happens here. It's just dialogue, but it's great tension. So it's great. I was lost at this bit. This is great. like an episode that could be cut out. It's great. A lot of it. Great. All right. Unit then arrive in the heather to get Recovery 7. Carrington is watching on and starts listening in onto Unit's radio to find out where they're taking the probe. <laughs> the convoy makes its way back to the space centre. Right, what's this convoy? Oh, they've got the probe, have they? Unit have got the probe. To take it back That's to the, the space centre. Because there's a hell of a lot of car chases in this as well. It's great. It's great. Stuff does go on. Does happen. But like my episodes, like, to what end? That's Brilliant. why I, That's why I was like, I think it lasts so long because all the episodes meld into one. I was like, I don't know what. What's what now? Who's where? Did you watch it? I did. I did. I did. Well, I'll carry on, and you might it might become clear. Claire. Uh, we then get a pretty big-scale heist scene with helicopters, explosions, all sorts as the baddies try and take Recovery 7. Now, when they were filming this, one of the motorbikes, the, dry, the rider, not the driver, the rider lost control. The bike went straight into the camera, toppled the camera over, Hit the director's assistant, gashed a leg. Brilliant. This is the sort of stuff I live for. Like, great. Isn't it? Just Percy proper. did like his uh, car chase stuff. Oh, yeah. Although yeah, he didn't yeah. do much car chasing, this is he? Not really. Not himself. No. You would have thought he'd want to drive the lorry. Lorry. <laughs> like, give. can I drive the wagon? I love the word wagon. Wagon. A big wagon. Hmm. There's a big wagon reversing mm. up the road. It's like when they deliver the feed in the farm. Oh. On a big wagon. Mm. Excuse me, mister, can I have a go driving your wagon? Fuck off, you little bugger. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, you fat ass. <laughs> you wouldn't fit in the seat. Um, they managed to overpower unit and steal the wagon. And they changed the licence plate, didn't they? No, not yet. Not yet. yet, no. The doctor plays dumb in the road and switches Ooh. on the anti-theft device on Bessie. on Bessie for God's sake as they were filming the scene where the um, where the probe is in the space station the tape recording machine broke down wiping it all <laughs> and again that's annoying isn't it mm. that'd be horrendous so James Quinlan is in on it 
Liz is trying to speak to the astronauts, but with no reply. When suddenly, Charlie speaks, asking for clearance for re-entry. The Doctor takes the mic and asks some questions, with Charlie repeating himself, before the Doctor turns to the camera and says, Right, cut it open! End of episode two. This is where shit gets... Brilliant. Mm. It's ramping now, it's ramping. Episode 3. Recovery 7 is cut open and no one is inside. Uh, can we talk about the beginning of episodes? Go on. Because it starts with what happened before. A then little, it goes yeah. to... Then it just cuts. Boy, and and little, really loud. <laughs> the basses. Yeah. And it goes... Of death. But then it like replays the bit again. Mm-hmm. The music track again. So it's at the beginning again. Yeah. Right? Or something like that. Yeah. I think it works. Of course it does. I think it's because great. Because the ambassadors, and you love the ambassadors. There's one up there. Yeah, there we go. You see him? Yeah, I see him. Oh, look. Episode three. Yeah, you, you got anything bad to say about this? Nothing. Is it a review? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's a review. It's not, it's, it's not a critique. Exactly. Episode three. Recovery seven is cut open and no one is inside. Right, why would they do that? What? What's the companion called? Liz. Liz says it's leaking radiation. She's great. Mm. Whenever I watch a story with Liz in, she's my favourite companion. She gets better. She she does get better. No, she gets better towards the end, Uh. but she starts off rough. Ah. Like episode one. Yeah, Yeah, but episode one's got that dreadful scene of the disappearing. That's what I'm talking about. Awful. That's not her fault, because even Pertwee's shitting that. Wow. It's like, what are you going to do with she that? She does get better, though. Like, by the end, when she's like... I mean, there's stuff like in the last episode where she's locked in the room with the ambassadors and yeah. she just opens the door. Help! 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 So opens the door. <laughs> right, yeah. So this thing's got radiation. So I don't know this yet. Carry on. So, episode three. <laughs> the astronauts have been removed from the... Ca- no. The astronauts have been removed from the capsule, Mm -hmm. somehow, Mm. by the baddies who've masqueraded as unit soldiers in order to be alone with the capsule and take out the astronauts and take them to a secret underground lab. Carrington is then brought in by Sir James to meet the Doctor, Liz and the Brigadier, who explains why and what he's done. The astronauts are then helped out of the lab and leave the lab to get in a van to the gorgeous Ambassador theme. Your favourite one. That one. It's nice. I do like it. But play it a hundred times. And you'll start to hate it. Um, Radiation. Yes. Do we know how it works? Bad stuff. Bad, bad stuff. But, as long as you don't touch too much of it, you'll be alright. I'm sure Liz uses the Geiger counter and says it's off the charts. <laughs> something like that. Yeah she, does, yeah, she says something like it's millions above or something. Do you want to close the door or just leave it open? Come on, look, Doctor. Oh, just leave it how it is. Get up the just ladder. put this hat on. Oh, yeah. Put this hat on. Stinks of it. <laughs> Stinks. <laughs> Jesus. The Doctor and Co, or fam, arrive at the lab and find the... <laughs> Stinks of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Doctor and Co. arrive at the lab and find the bodies of the scientists whilst a gravel pit... No. Whilst at a gravel pit, the heavies are getting rid of the bodies from the back of the van. Mm. After leaving the pit, the, la- the van's livery and number plates change. Tied themselves. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yep, that's all it takes. Wow. The doctor explains that he knows where the astronauts are. They're still in orbit. How does he know? And what came down with Recovery 7 what? wasn't human. How does he know they're in orbit? Because he's clever. Sounded. He's got it up here. Cyril Shapps is back from the tomb hunting from fucking hell. Cyril Shapps is back from tomb hunting on Talos and is looking after the three beings. One of them goes up to the glass and Dr. Lennox goes to help them before Regan opens the door, or Regan, puts his oven gloves on and enters the chamber to help the astronauts back out of bed before it starts to attack him. Comes out of the comes out of the chamber and goes after Lennox before collapsing. They don't need less radiation. They need, they need more. more. The he world- comes, well, he comes out... Right, so he's got the suit on, hasn't he? And he's got yes. the little... I know this is later. Go on, keep going. <laughs> the world's loudest phone then rings before the astronauts start moving in the chamber. The doctor starts work on getting Recovery 7 ready to be sent back into space whilst Liz goes to meet the Brigadier. Mm. Uh, she's wearing that big hat, by the way, to stop her hair getting frizzy in the rain. Mm. She runs away and crosses a weir. A what? A weir. A weir. Like where one bit of water goes to an, a weir. She's doing most of the stunts herself as well. Wrong. And she's pregnant. No, when they pull her up over the side of the weir, that's her. She doesn't do the jump over, but they pull her back over. Right. Episode four. Liz is then taken to Lennox's lab and is ordered to make herself useful. Mm-hmm. As Liz tries to leave the lab, there's a weird bit on the DVD infotext where they talk about Caroline John's legs. Which is very weird. On the infotext. What's the infotext? Like the information on the DVD. Mm. Like subtitles, but information about the story. Right. There's a bit where they just keep talking about her legs. Why? I don't know. What about her legs? I suppose they're great. But the infotext sort of just keeps mentioning it. Which I thought was a bit weird. Lennox helps her to escape by giving her his key. She thumbs down a lift, and who stops? It's Dr. Taltalian, mm. with an English accent. Do you know when the guy in the, the hazmat suit is using the pliers? Yes. Lower the radiation and then... Comes out and takes his gloves off like that and puts them on the table. <laughs> the guy's just waiting outside looking at the window. Oh, you could not hold that, could you? Awful. Grab all of this. Can you pull this glove? Ooh! It's Dr. Taltalian, with an English accent, who pulls a gun on her and takes her back to the lab. Taltalian gives Regan a piece of paper that tells him how to communicate with the astronauts. At this point in the story, Barry Lights, the producer, had had enough of David Whittaker's antics and told Malcolm Holt to finish the story so, at this point, it's Malcolm Hulk writing. They should change writers. Yeah. Thank God. Because the first writer wouldn't have got that done within seven episodes. 
It's great. It would have gone up to 12. Oh, brilliant. Bring it on. <laughs> Regan gives Taltalian a bomb in a briefcase to kill the Doctor, but he arms it before giving it to Taltalian. Oh. Now there's an issue at space control. They don't have an astronaut. The Doctor volunteers to pilot the rocket, but he has to take some tests first. Just as a very fishy Taltalian comes in with his briefcase and keeps moving it and touching it slightly before he opens it and bang! Fucking hell. <laughs> it goes off. <laughs> you visibly jumped out of your chair. <laughs> mm. So yeah, he goes bang. Back in the lab... Liz twizzles her little speaker, giving the astronauts instructions to stand up and stop. The Doctor finds a device just like the one he's been trying to make in Tartalian's lab. We then get one of the most memorable and best-looking shots in the history of Doctor Who, and I don't give a shit what you think. The astronaut walking up to the space centre, killing the guard and entering the base with a silhouette of the astronaut. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Quinlan phones the Doctor and Quinlan phones the Doctor to try and get him not to pilot the rocket. And the Doctor is told to go and see him. But just as Quinlan puts the phone down, some lovely cream wellies walk through the door, mm. kill him, and break an o- break open the safe before the Doctor walks in. Spots Sir James having a nap on the table and apparently can't hear that really loud static coming from the ambassador. Who creeps up behind him? Mm. Episode five. This is a biggie. Shit. Christ. The astronaut gets close to the doctor before the brig bursts in and shoots at it. The ambassador leaves, killing a unit guard. Sergeant Benton walks in and in a. <laughs> Try that again. Sergeant Benton walks in. <laughs> One more go. Sergeant Benton walks in and in a very strange voice says, Strong radioactive trace outside, sir. Uh, The astronaut is put back in the lab and another plutonium rod is put in the room where Regan asks a bloke with the world's largest arms to lock (laughs) the door. Did you notice how long that bloke's arms were? They're horrendous. They're like by his knees. By his knees. They are, they're so long. Do you want to just pull up your socks? Yeah. 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 Done. <laughs> Standing up. General Carrington comes into the space centre with his bad wig to moan about the doctor going into space. Lennox gets let out by Stretch Armstrong. He could do legs, shoulders, knees, and toes without moving. Anyway. General Carrington comes into the space centre with his bad wig again to moan about the Doctor going into space. Lennox gets let out by Stretch Armstrong just as they're getting ready to blast off in the rocket. The Doctor goes to get ready when Lennox is put under protective custody in a cell and the Doctor arrives in a lovely cream number. Regan, astronaut suit, isn't it? Lovely. Regan is fuming with Liz, who throws her around a bit before she delivers a great line to the heavy, where she turns to him, as in the one with the long arms. She goes, don't worry, I won't hurt you. That was great. It's great. It's just great. 
The Doctor is now in the rocket. He's supposed to be on his back, but the clipboard is on his knee, standing up. He's in the rocket, isn't he? Yeah. So he's going to be upside down. I see what you mean. But the clipboard... So he's lying down on his, on his back, isn't he? Yeah, but the he's, clipboard... He's looking up. Yeah. Upper. So... The clipboard is uh, well, defying gravity. Much... Yes, correct. Regan arrives at the launch pad dressed like Gilbert O'Sullivan and punches the unit guard in the gut and climbs up all of the rigging, taking out the workers one by one. That's a great bit of action, that, as well. Where Regan's running around to switch... You know, to put too much of the fuel on the rocket. Yeah. It's great. He's really, like, active. He's acrobatic. He is, isn't he? He jumps yeah. over everything. But, it's great. I mean, they're kind of almost helping him out, the guys in his way. Yeah, I suppose. Well, make his life a bit easier, isn't it? Well, it's it, isn't it? You know it's what it is. It's what it is. Uh... So yeah, he climbs up all of the rigging, taking the workers out one by one. Switching off the stopcocks to the fuel. Hey. He's switching off the stopcock. Hey. He's switching off the stopcock. <laughs> stopcock. The stopcock. Stopcock. What's a stopcock? As in a stopcock. Never heard of it. A stopcock. A stopcock. On a pipe to stop the flow. A stopcock. Never heard of it. Stopcock. Your, your taps have got a stopcock. Are they? Yeah. No, on not, the piping. Not, no, 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 not my taps. They don't. Mm. No. My, my taps haven't got no bloody cock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he switches off the stopcock to the fuel. The first real one that falls over the edge has a horrible thump as he lands on his ass. Did you notice that? As the where he he takes out the um, one of the workers mm. who falls off the rigging and there's a horrible sound it's effect. It goes upstairs, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes down the ladder, yeah. like forwards, yeah. and then he pushes him over the side and you see him land on his ass and there's a horrible, like... <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it's Yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's directed so well, that bit. It, it is. They even shoot in the reflection of the water. Go. <laughs> Good grief, how creative. A soldier then brings Lennox yeah, some food. Yeah, they do that a few times. Yeah. When when she's over the, whatever it's called. The, over the where? Yeah. Right. Waterfall. <laughs> License plate. <laughs> Ambassador. Camera's heavy, sir. Just come lift on. it up. Up, 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 up. They always start down with these shots. Mm. They start down and they go up. Just like the doctor does in his space shuttle. Oh, good grief. Well, he comes back down there. Uh, a soldier then brings Lennox some food, and it turns out to be an isotope thing. Oh. The brigadier runs into the space centre just as the rocket takes off, telling Cornish to stop the countdown. But it's too late. We don't get the Why rocket. Why does he ask to stop the countdown? Because he knows that the stopcock's been turned. Oh, so the fuel won't get in because you. So well, the, there is fuel, but they they mix enough. it with something else. M M five. M five is it? Uh, M I think something like that, isn't it? And th there's too much of that with the fuel. Yeah. So the rocket's too powerful. We'll get to that. Because the G force well. will be too much. Well, have you know? I like the effect of the G force with the hair dryer. That was great. <laughs> oh, is that? It's a hair dryer. Is it? Yeah. Pertwee. Yeah. Acts great in that scene. Yeah, I, you feel like he's under some G's. 
Big G's. Big, big G's. Big, big G's. Uh, the doctor is told to adjust the speed or he will go into the sun. Mm. In about how long? What? It's where he gets to Mars quite quickly. Well, he's not, it's, it's not on Mars. It's, no, but... It's just up there. Oh, it's just... An, it's in an, orbit. Oh, right. Okay. So how fast is he... Well, I don't know, because they say he needs to slow down or he'll get thrown into the sun. Won't he hit Mars before the sun? Yeah, well, I don't know. They say they say he's got fifteen minutes before he hits the sun. Oh my god, he must be going to some speed. <laughs> Fucking hell! And they can't jettison the booster rockets, or he won't get into orbit. But he will hit the sun. Doesn't it take three months to get to Mars. Well, yeah, but hey that... Siri, how long does it take to get to Mars? Here's an answer from UniverseToday.com. The total journey time from Earth to Mars takes between 150 to 300 days, depending on the speed of the launch. Okay. Right, it's almost a year. Almost a year. All right, stop now. So, they say... Shut up! Please, go away. So we get the model shots then from episode one, and the Doctor moves in for link-up. The tape is slowed down to make it look like he's weightless, but we can see his mouth. So... I said we get to see the model shots from episode one again and the Doctor moves in for a link-up. The tape is slowed down to make it look like he's weightless, but we can't see his mouth because of the sink. But we can see his mouth. Well, as the Doctor... They film Please the doctor. go away, stop. Stop, go away. I'm not sure I understand. How do I get it to shut up? Just press your screen. <laughs> not sure I understand. So, Cornish then tells the Doctor that there's a big lip flying towards him. The big ship. The big it looks vagina. like a lip. It looks like a vagina. Yeah, it does, yeah. Episode 6. The big lip that looks very similar to the Axon ship from the Claws of Axos comes closer. And as the Doctor tells the Space Centre he can't avoid it, his radio suddenly cuts off. The cyber planner from the invasion then tells the Doctor to get out of the capsule. It's Peter Halliday who did the cyber planner voice in the invasion. Oh. <laughs> uh, the... Return the ambassadors. Can you hear that while he's speaking? <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor then floats out of the capsule and is instructed to... Oh, he doesn't. To... He doesn't float, does he? Did you see it? You can see when the lift stops. It's a forklift, actually. He's standing on a blue pallet. And he's instructed Wait, to... But you float like that. Well, he does. He steps out of well, the ship. Well, he does. He steps out of the ship, stands on something, and then gradually goes down. Yeah. Like quicksand. Great. I'm not too sure that's Great. how it works. Uh, so then he gets out of the capsule and is right. instructed to go to the light... I don't know, I didn't do anything then, I just sort of pressed my face. Go to the light. <laughs> what do you think of the CSO there? I think it's really successful. Where? The colour separation overlay on the part where he gets out of the capsule oh, and crap. walks towards the light. No, it's alright. I'll give, Yeah, I'll give that a pass. What? When's this, early 70s? Yeah. Yeah. 70. 70? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, it's alright, yeah. The Doctor then walks in on the real astronauts having a psychedelic rave and watching the football. Right. So, 
Well, what's my thing here? So the astronauts here think they're on Earth. They do. In a what, like control centre? In like the decontamination bit, the waiting room. In what decontamination bit do they have fucking disco lights, <laughs> TV on? <laughs> it's going to be great. There's some spice in the bowl if you want some spice. <laughs> I don't. Th- <laughs> <laughs> um, who let the dogs out? Who? Who? I, I think they are. They're under some influence, aren't they, from the ambassadors? Though, aren't they? Yes. Right. It's not because the TV's on, but nobody's home. Exactly. <laughs> the astronauts think they're in quarantine on Earth. Um, when Charlie was talking at the beginning of that bit. Like, where are we? When will we be allowed to see our families again? I was thinking, I've seen him somewhere. Oh. And then I remembered it was like seven years ago in episode one. So it's Charlie, isn't it, from the beginning? And I was I was looking at him thinking, I know you from somewhere. Oh, it's in episode one. Yeah, like seven hours earlier. Right. Yeah. Uh, when the astronauts start to come round to the idea, they sit down and a strange alien appears at the window. <gasps> Brilliant. It looks cool, that. It's great. The alien looks great. <laughs> Sorry. Fangirling. The, the alien looks great. It's like wired into something as well, isn't it? It's great. I don't cool, know. Cool stuff. I don't know. Cool stuff. Uh, the Crino podcast. Really hip. Oh, I get the, it. The, I, the dig, Crino, I dig. Happening, happening. The Crino podcast say it's, yeah. it looks medical. What does? The alien. I think it does. Medical? It just looks sort of... Clinical. Yeah. Shit. It's great. It's great. He's actually plugged into a drum machine, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ro- the alien behind the, the blinds. Yes. When Pertwee's talking to him. Hmm. It's looks great. Like, he's in a, like a big dressing gown. He is. <laughs> big fluffy dressing gown. The alien asks why he hasn't had his ambassadors back. An agreement was made. Oh. Meanwhile, on Earth, Carrington says. Basically, look, I've got places to be, so just chuck a nuclear warhead at the spaceship and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. The Doctor then tells the alien that he will get the ambassadors back for him. But if if he fails, the shit will really hit the fan. Yeah, imagine, yeah. There's then a bit with the lady who does the tannoy stuff. Does she want to be there? The blonde one that we first see? She looks see- at the camera, doesn't she? Mars Pro 7. Uh. <laughs> The doctor then begins to come back. The doctor, the doctor begins to come back to Earth just as an ambassador lifts his helmet off to Liz and shows him his blue scabby face. She tries to get out, tries to get out, but just tries to get out the window instead of the door. Then she realizes, "Oh yeah, the door's over there." Regan offers Liz a job before going to meet the doctor at the launch pad. He is met by the guard that was killed earlier by the ambassador. If you uh, remember that, mm, no. Uh, Regan arrives and in and then oh fucking hell! Is it Regan or Reagan? Regan. Mm. Regan arrives at the thankfully labelled decontamination chamber air supply bit of the base. Oh thank God! <laughs> and pulls out a map. I don't know why he needs the map because everything's properly labelled. Yeah, everything has got a big fucking label on it. Just 
Just look. And hooks up a hose to the air supply. The doctor is back and suddenly he hears a loud hissing that he can't hear like he can't hear the static coming from the ambassadors. Ah. And he collapses saying kiss or something. Kiss. Like he keels over and he goes like, kiss. (laughs) So I don't know what he says there. But Regan then comes into some groovy music, man, and takes his body, escaping the base. Carrington comes back from Geneva in record time, moaning again about the Doctor and how they should blow the spaceship up. The Doctor comes round by Liz's legs and sees the ambassadors. Regan wants a two-way communicator made so he can talk to the ambassadors. So the Doctor makes a list of all of the shit he's going to need to make it before Carrington arrives with a gun and shoves it in Pertwee's conk. Episode 7. General Rugg, I mean General Carrington, puts the gun away once he finds that the Doctor can help them. General Carrington then explains that he met them on the last Ma- last on the last Mars mission and leaves, giving Regan orders to raid isotope stores. The brig then gets a call to say Carrington is on his way with one of the astronauts. Mm. Once again, we get to hear that gorgeous ambassador theme as the ambassadors try, no, fry the guard on the gate of the store and follow the van in. At space control, the general has got an ambassador in a chair ready for Davros, Mr Wakefield, to show people on GB News or some terrestrial channel. The ambassadors kill the coppers and then get back in the van. There's some nice direct no. There's some nice dialogue with Carrington, twisting what's happening. The aliens are invading us and are prepared to kill. Blah blah blah. The machine the Doctor and Liz are working on starts working. Right, so it converts our speech into your radio impulses, but then it lets you hear what they're saying, even though they haven't got a microphone, but the Doctor has. Come again. So it converts your speech to their language. No. So it converts their speech to... It converts our speech to your radio impulses. What's that? Dunno. And he's got that little microphone. But they haven't... The ambassadors haven't got a microphone. Well, they're aliens. Well, that's true. Alien tech. The doc... No. The ambassadors are distressed and want to know why they are kept prisoner and made to kill people. Oh... The chief ambassador comes in on the big CSO screen at the base and Carrington shouts again before arresting the brigadier. He tells them that he's locked up all of the unit soldiers. Why didn't Percy go take his TARDIS to the... Because the TARDIS doesn't work. Why not? That's the whole idea of Pertwee's season. The TARDIS doesn't work, so he's on he's, Earth He's trapped time. on Earth, yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. Yeah. A boring series. No, it's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, The brigadier takes out two of the soldiers and steals the motor, heading back to Unit HQ. (coughs) To Benton. They head off reluctantly in Bessie to the underground lab where absolutely shit unit forces are overpowered and the brig has to fight off one of the heavies who flies about 40 foot down a bank. It's great. Fist fight. Great. Fisty cuffs. Yeah. The brig bursts in, making Regan drop his gun, but suggests the Doctor uses the ambassadors to enter the base and stop the television broadcast. 
We then get to hear that theme again as the ambassadors clear the way for the Doctor and Fam to get into the base. As the TV broadcast starts, they hear gunfire come from the building and two of the ambassadors come into the room with everyone and the brigadier arrests Carrington. The Doctor tells Cornish to send the ambassadors back and they'll send the, end, send the astronauts back. Thin. Jesus Christ. How many pages? Nine. Oh my God. Imagine what the 12 part of the one's going to... Tell you what I did like. <laughs> when it finished. Oh. <laughs> it left a lot to the imagination. Although there was lots of action. Yes. Uh, all the space travel bits. Yes. All the stuff to do with the astronauts. I like how old who does that. When we don't really... See, sometimes we don't see the monster until the very end. Like, what's under the helmet? Like Scooby-Doo. Rosemary? Like, uh, what, Wester? Exactly. Wester. Daleks. Cybermen. Cybermen. Uh, the Ambassadors. Yep. All monsters. Well, uh, we don't know what's under their helmets. What do you think of the design of the Ambassadors? Uh, I Just think as very in nice. the, the spacesuit thing. Very, very marketable. It's very great. iconic. It's great. Um, I think if we were to judge it back in the day, we'd probably think it's very generic, which is quite generic as a space suit. And yeah. There's this other things. It's just a sci-fi suit, isn't it? It's great. That I probably got from somewhere else. It's just great. But it is really nice. The ambassadors look themselves. For some reason, oh, I was expecting a skull underneath because of uh, Silence of the Library or something. Mm. Which I think that would have been nice as an ambassador. Yeah. Rather. Uh, aye. Aye. So, yeah. It, it was just too long. Really? Way too long. I don't need all this. In, uh, why do I need all this information? They go back and forth, back and forth. Back, just stay there. Interesting. What did we learn in the end? Well, I will that say... The ending is a bit weak. In the sense that it sort of just suddenly stops and says, right, if you send them back, they'll send yours back. All right. See you later. I know. I'd rather them replace the story of like two of the episodes, what happens in that, speed it up a bit and skip to the end, or the, at least where we're at now. Yeah. And then have a bit like, oh, no, the ambassadors were lying. Ah, we're going to still take your astronauts and we'll take our ambassadors. Fa 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 fa. But they didn't. No, they didn't. Uh, I yeah. do like the idea that the ambassadors aren't evil. They threatened to blow up the earth. Yeah, only because they took the um, they took we took their ambassadors. Three. I mean, it's a bit gun ho, but what are you going to do? It's like America saying, "Give us back our news reporter, or we'll blow up all of Afghanistan." Yeah, I mean, we'll nuke it. Well, that's a topic now, isn't it? Probably why I brought it up, innit? Yeah, probably. Um, any thoughts on the cabinet reshuffle over here, by the way? Um, uh, who's leaving, who's going, who really knows, you know? Well, we all know. Cause okay, no, I don't keep up with that. That sort of shit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. The music's great. It's nice. It's great. Reminds me of the River Caves. Mm. In uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Oh. The sea room. Nice. You ever been? Mm, not that I can remember. Do you want to come? 
Nah. I'm alright. You like Blackpool? I love Blackpool. A lot of toffs there. I tell you who doesn't like Blackpool. Keith. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we talked about Blackpool. this before, didn't we? Yeah. Hates oh, it. Just go. It's great. Get on the beach. Get on a donkey. Get your ass on the sand. <laughs> no, don't go on the donkey. It's Why? just cruel. Oh, it's cruel. Cruel, cruel, cruel. Go to the get top. on the allotments. Get yeah. a load of one peas and lose a fortune. Go to the arcades. Exactly. Come on. Sick in the theme park. Come on. We'll go with you, Keith. I know where there's free parking. Oh. Do you know how expensive it is to park at the Pleasure Beach? Very. £18. Shit. Mm. Oh, well. And that's not at peak season. Well, do you want to give this a rating then? Do you want to have any thoughts? Well, mine are just good. It's been like that for the two episodes. You've got nothing else to say, Bob. It's good. <clears throat> well, it's more than good. It's great. It's fantastic. But why? Because it's just great. The story is great. Why? Because the idea of it is fantastic. Why? What do you mean, why? Why is it a good story? Because it's interesting. Why? What do you mean, why? You're just describing it. Just tell me why. Why is it interesting? don't know. just appeals to me. Why? <laughs> it's like getting a water out of a fucking camel. It's quite easy, actually. Yeah. Why do you like this over other stories? What What's different about this one? I just like the plot. I think it moves along really well. Rattles along. Yeah, I think it does. Right. I think it's great. I don't think it is over long. Hmm. Um, I think it's just about perfect. Perfect Pertwee. The dialogue's great. The acting's great. The monster is great. What do you like about the monster? The design's great. That they're silent is great. Who's your favourite character in this? Um, Liz is great. She always is. Yeah, I haven't seen much of Liz. The Brigadier's good. Mm. As he always is. Is it alright? He's always Brigadier. good. Brigadier. Um, Ralph Cornish is, is good as well. I do like oh, Ralph Cornish. Ralph Cornish right now. Space control to recovery seven. Um, so yeah, big big thumb up for me. Big swollen thumb. Hey, B- HBU. I'm gonna go for red. Nice. It's good. It's a green. It's an obvious green. I just can't deal with. I think it's three episodes. Probably episode two and three. And five. Mm. I can't deal with them. Mm. We haven't, you haven't said anything about the car chasing. It's great. Why? I thought it was pretty bad. I thought it was brilliant. I think it's directed really well. Mm, Michael no. Ferguson's probably one of the best directors that's worked on Who. Mm. I get... It's very chip-chop chippy. Yeah. Where the rest of it isn't. It's very still and static. It's quite jarring to watch when they're outside. But it is action, I yeah. guess. Do you remember how loud the guns were inside? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Sure, one of the actors... He was bleeding. Awful. 
Shoosh. It's got to be green. But I can't watch this again. It's too much. I could watch this now. Pertwee is miserable on this. Oh yeah, he gets worse as well. He's miserable. If somebody, yeah, I could very easily watch this again now. Straight through. No. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You wouldn't stay awake. I wouldn't stay awake, but I could if I were, you know, easy. If you're. This used to be. I'll go now. This used to be number one for me. And so, what happened? Um, it just I have a reshuffle every now and again. Mm. Planet of the Daleks has always been up there for me. Have I seen that? Yeah, Wester. It's that great. It's brilliant. It's okay. It's brilliant. What's up with you? Uh, did you watch this young? Did you? Yeah, it's one of the first ones you watch. No, one first one I think I ever watched was Destiny of the Daleks. Tom Baker. I think. Hmm. Don't know. Not entirely sure. I found my classic Who DVDs. Did you? In the attic, yeah. I kept them. Nice. Got a few. I think I got the Curse of Fenric. Oh, of blimey. People like the Curse of Fenric, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're quite well. So did we. Yeah, I quite liked it. It felt very different. Yeah. So. I'd watch that again, you know, actually. I hate the first couple episodes, though. They're boring as fuck. It's first episode. Yeah, first episode. I'm going to give this one. A green. A gold star. A gold star. A gold star. I'm going green. I've used it. I've used it. You only get one. Do I? Yeah. That's all right. Gold star. So this is your favourite episode ever? No, but I'll... No. I don't know. You've only got one gold star. Out of the whole watching of who? Three. You get three gold stars. Gold star. One of three. One of three. All who. Yep. All of who. I'll get you some gold stars so you can put it on your DVD. Brilliant. I haven't used any of my gold stars yet. It's all been shite. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one for you, this, isn't it? Yeah. But it doesn't matter what we think. Send us your What's the general reception for the ambassadors? I'd say the general reception for ambassadors is sort of where it sits in the mighty two hundred. Where does it sit? Ninety. Ooh. So sort of middle of the road. Middle of Some the road. people really like it. Some people just think it's boring. That's me. Which I think is you know fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. But then again, it is two and a half stars. Then isn't it? <laughs> It doesn't look good that way. No. So five out of ten. But it doesn't matter. Five out of ten. Let's have a look what some other people think. Bang average. Doc two nineteen ninety no. Doc two nine nine seven says both amazing watches. Well, thank you. I've got an Apple Watch. What you got? Uh, nothing on my wrist at the moment. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you and welcome. Welcome to a new listener. Keith Say says 
Ambassadors is my favourite Pertwee. I just love the music and the style of it. The colour restoration is amazing. I'm still used to seeing it in black and white from UK Gold. Why did it look like shit? It doesn't. Is it off a of VHS or something? It's it's in black and white, wasn't it? Episode Recently. Three. I'm trying to think which one. You can tell which ones. Uh, black and white. Say again. I think there's been much better in black and white. I, I have watched it in black and white as well. Oh. I've done it. Um, what happened to it? I suppose you can just turn down the color. It just got wiped. Yeah, it just got wiped. So right. only the black and white one existed for only a couple of episodes. I think it's three, maybe of them. Huh. I can't think of the top yet. It does uh, look bad, though, doesn't it? And then they colorized it to like make it fit in, fit oh. in. I think it's all right. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Keith. Thanks, Keith. What about my episode? Nobody gives a shit. Okay. And um, oh, you can read this one as well. Luke at Barbara at Barbara Yatexa. Luke on Twitter says, "Ambassadors, not, not you. Ambassadors is overrated." People seem to just forget the slow pacing, and I think Knock Knock is underrated. Fair play? No. Well, there we go. All right. And, and uh, welcome to you, Luke, as well, for joining Thank our you. journey. It's a shame it's the last episode we ever do. Is it? I don't know. Um, what are you saying that for? <laughs> so, I think all that remains Thank is... you, Thank you, Barbara Yatexa. Exactly. All that remains is for us to say what we're going to be doing... Next, Next time. time. I've got mine. Have you got yours? I have. Go on. So my story for next week, we're going to be going back to William Hartnell. We're going for season two, serial nine, The Time Meddler. <laughs> Would you like a synopsis? Have we not seen that? Nope. Are you sure? Positive. The Doctor, Vicky, and new companion Stephen Taylor arrive in Saxon, Northumbria, on the eve of the Viking and Norman invasions. It's 1066, a pivotal moment in British history. The hand of a mysterious monk is at work at the nearby monastery, intending that history takes a different course. Mm. Oh. It's a famous episode, isn't it? Not particularly. All right. Well, so... I don't know how I know about it. Because I remember the Vikings' helmets and stuff. Isn't it, is it recreated in something? I don't know. I don't know. How queer? I have to do some research. How queer? Do you want my episode? Go on. We've got another Capaldi one. I'm sorry. But it's got Clara in it. Oh. Um, there we go. It's, it's Flatline. Season 8, episode 9. Can you recall? Mm-hmm. You can. What is it? Not great. <laughs> Do you know what it... Do you remember it? I think so, yeah. The little diddy TARDIS at the beginning. Separated from the Doctor, Clara discovers a new menace from another dimension. But how do you hide when even the walls are no protection? With people to save and the Doctor trapped, Clara comes up against an enemy that exists beyond human perception. Uh. Oof. I now I know this episode isn't bad. It's quirky. Yeah. It's it's quirky. Different. So if you've got any feedback to send us in on the Time Meddler or Flatline, you can do it all the normal ways on Twitter or send us an email. All the information is over the end theme. So I think that's about it for this week. 
that's all that can be said. All that can be said. Shite. So, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you sometime. All right, then. See you later now. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at who can convince or send us an email to who can convince you at gmail.com. You can also send us some audio feedback either as an attachment in an email or you can visit speakpipe.com forward slash who can convince you. Be sure to leave us a rating and a review in your podcast platform to help people find us. Flowers, Harold. Oh, lovely. <laughs>